welcome to the Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now in the studio, local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. Well, welcome to the Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, May 14th show. You can also listen to my podcast, Facebook premiere, or you can catch my show on my show YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on my upcoming events, you can go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host, Tina Mitchell, and your local mortgage expert, bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events and how they can impact your money. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I'm here to answer any questions or more importantly connect you with the two guests that I have on the show today today please call the show at 1-855-411-50 again that's 1-855-411-50 or you can go online to themoneyhour.com and my lineup for today's show I'm going to be having a panel conversation with both of my guests Doug Peterson of Get Priority Straight LLC and Elise Enriquez of Elise Enriquez Product coaching. I'll also be having a separate conversation with Doug on managing cash to be profitable business owners and followed conversation with Elise on moving productivity beyond to-do list. Also, if you're watching my show on my Facebook premiere or the YouTube channel, I would like to introduce my producer over at Hubbard Radio, Benny. Hi, Tina. And also my marketing director, Becky. Hi, Tina. Thank you. Yeah, thank you to both of them. I like to give a shout out because they are behind the scenes and there is a lot that happens behind the scenes. And without them, the show definitely would not be here. So a big thanks to Benny and Becky. Great information and great guests in studio. For more information on any topic discussed, please call the show at 1-855-411-50, or you can go online to themoneyhour.com. And now let's start out the show as I do each week with a little bit of money chat. Money. Money. Tina Mitchell here with your money chat. I'm seeing many in the media comparing today's housing market to the housing bubble, specifically looking at multiple incomes to home prices and saying that the bubble has to be approaching because it's higher than it was during the last bubble. There are so many differences, including interest rates and the levels at the income that allow from the additional disposable income. But the biggest one that they are not considering is the levels of inventory during the financial meltdown, the Great Recession of 2008, there were 3.81 million homes for sale. And today there are only 1 million homes for sale. There's a difference between 20% appreciation going back to towards 5% and going to a 20% decline or depreciation. That's not what we are seeing at all. There are also 14 million more households today and renting is much cheaper back then than where it is now, which is much more expensive. I 
think that appreciation will come down to a high single digits, which is a healthy and sustainable level, but that will not, that we're not going to be seeing depreciation. News on the Fed, Minneapolis Fed President Neil Kashkari spoke on CNBC. He was the most dominant Fed member that was screaming against the Fed hikes and was opposed to them through at least 2023. He was a firm believer that the inflation would be trend story and has now changed his tune and said that the inflation is the biggest problem. He seemed out of touch with reality in saying that mortgage rates are higher because of the Fed's credibility and that would hike rates. He doesn't understand it or make the connection that rates are higher because of inflation which the Fed created. He went on to say that consumer confidence is high because of the wealth effect in housing, but it's not the most liquid unless you take out home equity or credit or, or cash out refinances. People do not um, do make those payments. They're not taking that out in payments because of gas, because of the gas station. He also points to the wealth gap but it was the Fed specifically, uh, Bernanke and Yellen, that created this wealth gap, gap. Quantitative easing caused asset prices to spike, but not everyone participates in the homeownership or the stock market. As I've shared in money chats, many money chats before, there are so many differences as this time is different. One big of the differences, unlike 2020, 2006 and 2007, is loan quality is much different now. The lending is much more responsible. Now, on the unemployment front, front, it takes two reports to understand the job situation. The unemployment rate remained at a very strong 3.6, but did not decline to the 3.5 expected. The unemployment rate is uh, delivered from the housing survey, which has its own job creation component. With the housing service survey, there were 353,000 job losses, while the labor force decreased by 363,000, which is why the unemployment rate remained the same. This means that the unemployment rate remains stable for the wrong reasons. It was not due to strong job growth, but rather more people leaving, leaving the labor force than lost than jobs lost. The labor force participation declined from 62.5 to 62.2%, which was beneath expectations and about 1.2% below where it was pre-COVID. Why is the unemployment rate showing strength even though people within the survey lost their jobs? Well, the report removes people who are not actively searching for a job. There are almost 6 million people that are not being counted that want a job, but have not looked in the last four weeks. It begs the question, how bad do they really want a job if they haven't looked in the last four weeks? Now, the U.S. all-in unemployment rate, which adds back the, these individuals, increased from 6.9% to 7% and is, to, is really more of the true employment unemployment rate. This is the first tick up that we have seen in a long time. So the question is, is it an outlier? or signs that things are slowing and that we may have see, uh, see a low in the unemployment. Time will tell. Tina Mitchell, and that is your Money Chat. Coming up next on the Money Hour, panel conversation with Doug Peterson of Get Priority Straight LLC and Elise Enriquez of Elise Enriquez Productivity Coaching right here on 1150 AM KKNW. 
Have something important to say? Want to help improve our world? Need to promote your business uniquely and effectively? KKNW is the answer. Our staff helps broadcasters and podcasters create professional-sounding audio. Bring your talent and let our experts help you craft a radio show or podcast that best delivers your message. Learn more at 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com. KKNW, talk variety that's live and local. On the path to good health and well-being, Alternative Talk 1150 is the station for you. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk 1150 AM. Now, back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. You are listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM, KKNW, the Saturday, May 14th show. You can also listen to my show podcast, Facebook premiere show, or you can catch my show on my show YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on my upcoming events, you can go to TinaMitchellEvents.com. I am your host and local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. It is a great day to talk about money. And that is what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I'm here to answer any questions or to connect you with the guests that I have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50, or you can go online to themoneyhour.com. And now on our show, panel conversation with Doug Peterson of Get Priority Straight LLC and Elise Enriquez of Elise Enriquez Eureka's Productivity Coaching, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Welcome back to both of you. Thank you so much. So glad yes, to be here. Yes, Elise. Welcome back to you as well, Doug. Thanks. Great to see you again, Tina. And Elise as well. I know. I know. I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky. It's going to be a, a great show. And Elise, it's been a while since I've had uh, you in studio because the last time, last few times, we were actually in person at Hubbard Radio. And so this is yep. your first uh, time on our virtual show. It's really cool to see. I love, I love, I love seeing behind the scenes of all of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much. So before we get started with our panel conversation, I want to go ahead and introduce uh, both of you to my listeners. Uh, first with Doug, Doug founded Get Priority Straight in 2018 to help business owners and high income earners master their personal and business cash flow so that they could reduce stress, eliminate wet waste and focus on what they do best. Before starting GPS, he coached and mentored business owners for over 20 years to improve business results and find more satisfaction in life. While engaged in this arena, Doug discovered an undeserved need personal and business cash flow mastery, which is the key to personal and business success. And for Elise, a little bit about her. She is a productivity coach who guides people to breakthroughs in life and business by illuminating what's next. Breakthroughs are what lead a success in business and in life. Elise is your guide for discovering and doing what matters so that you and your team take steps to leap forward to your next achievement. She takes her expertise in operational world of corporate America, entrepreneurial world of real estate, and the transformational world of coaching to help you move forward 
with what matters most. So both of my guests are experts in their space, and it's an honor and a privilege to have both of them in studio. So Doug, let's go ahead and start out. Uh, the first question I ask uh, all of my guests, because it's great for my listeners to get to know about why you do what you do, and which always connects to a life experience. So what a life experience brought you into your line of work, Doug? Well, I've been self-employed for a lot of years and I've experienced it when it goes well. And I've also experienced the pain of when it doesn't go well and you're it. And I realized that having gone through this a few times, you know, some of it you think you've got figured out until 2001 hits and you think, I thought I had this character built and now I got another nightmare to deal with. Yeah. And I realized then I really needed to get good at managing cash and being proactive because it can ruin your health, your business and your marriage. And um, that's what got me started on it. I thought it would make a big difference in people's lives. Yeah, the best businesses come from the most challenging, traumatic life experiences because that's where you see that there's a problem that needs to be solved and you're dealing with that problem right now. So you can't be more passionate about something that's helping you in your own uh, personal and professional life. So uh, Elise, what about you? A life experience that brought you into your line of work as a productivity coach? Yeah, it, it used to be that I would say, oh, you know, I worked at Microsoft and I did systems and operations work there and then like real estate. And I learned, you know, I was all about guiding people through processes and getting them on the same page. But it was the, what really transitioned me into the realm of productivity coaching specifically was my divorce. So in going through my divorce, there were so many things that were happening all around me, so many things I'd never done before, so many things that had to get done that I was just like, I gotta get my stuff together, man. I gotta, I gotta figure this out. Like I don't like, I just felt really scattered and when I'd never really felt that way before. And so I did, I just started putting these different kinds of systems in place and realizing these were things I'd done all along but had never been so intentional or thoughtful about them. And out of that came this new whole realm of work that I do and it's been, over six years now. I've been 13 wow. years coaching, but six years focused specifically on productivity. So uh, like you said, it's going through those hard moments, right? Those hard moments where you have to dig in deep, figure out how to solve a problem, where you might find that passion to help other people solve that problem too. Yeah. And I like how you mentioned you thought it was because of the processes and <laughs> systems that you build. So if you're listening to the show right now, really uh, uh, dial in and dig deep for what your why is, uh, what life experience brought you. Because just as Elise said, is she really thought it was this, but when she really thought about it and she dug deeper, she realized it was my life experience. Mm -hmm. It was the divorce I was going through and I was scattered and couldn't figure out how to do everything that I needed to do. And I built these systems uh, for myself. And so, again, uh, you will be better at what you do when you have the understanding of truly where that comes from. And then you have the ability to be able to share your story with people that need your product and service, and people are going to connect to you and what you have to offer to help them in their life and their business if they know your story and the true uh, why behind it. So uh, thank you for that, uh, Elise. Uh, Doug, as you think about the future of your business, what do you see? Well, right now we're experiencing some inflation and you've seen house value <laughs> up. And uh, when you have that, you know, it puts a squeeze everywhere. Yeah. I mean, currently, everybody got an 8% decrease in their take-home income. Yeah. 
that's got to come from somewhere. So today's survival skills are really money skills. You know, uh, we need this. This is a form of exchange and energy that we have to have to operate. So I really think that there's uh, going to be more and more need for financial education, and it's going to make a huge difference in the outcomes of people's lives when they realize that. And like I experienced, when you go through a lot of pain, you realize that's not what I want to do. I'd really much rather uh, enjoy life and go ahead and go through that pain of change, which isn't that hard, by the way. It's mm -hmm. just thinking about the change that's the hardest. <laughs> yeah, and I, I like that survival skills are really money skills. And what you do and how you're helping uh, business owners with managing their money is always needed. But like you said, even more so now, yeah, you know that we're hitting inflation with the dollar store increases their prices to $1.25 and Doritos starts taking chips out of their bag. So <laughs> we're definitely uh, in inflation. And I'm just, I'm excited again for both of you because both of you uh, are not only helping people in their business and in personal life, but it's helping you have a better quality of life. And that really is what it's what it's all about. So Elise, what about you as you're looking forward in the future of your business? What do you see? Well, first I have to say, I fully second what Doug is saying. I am fortunate enough to be one of Doug's clients and I'm grateful that I've been working on these skills for over a year now with him, mm -hmm. instead of rolling into this season right now, without those survival skills in place. So I'm really grateful that we've got our, our system set up and our platform set up for that already. So thank you, Doug. For, for my business, it's kind of interesting. It's been taking a big shift lately in terms of scale. And I just have a different perspective on productivity and how to do it. And really what I'm looking at in the next three to five years is making what I do, I call it GIST. We can talk about that later, but uh, really making that a, a nationally known, if not internationally known approach to productivity and having people change how they think about it. How exciting. Yeah. Yeah, to be uh, in that, that growth mode and to be yeah. able to visualize what that looks like in the future. Uh, Doug, how has your entrepreneurial motivations changed since you uh, first started your business in 2018? Well, I originally started just focused on personal finances, and I felt that that was such an underserved area that people taught people how to budget, which they called a projection, and they don't really know where they are as they're going along. But it, for an entrepreneur, they're so tied in with your personal, your personal and your business finances that I found most, most companies are started by really good technicians and they're not necessarily started by good managers. And so they really needed to understand how they could use their own uh, understanding of their finances. And most people, if you use QuickBooks are closing it by the 15th of the next month, that doesn't help you this month if it's gonna close next month. So I wanted to give them tools so that they could anticipate, so they can make better decisions and not just look at their checkbook balance, but really understand how much they actually have available and sleep well at night. So I've added on the business side just this last year um, to complement the personal financial coaching. 
Yeah, I believe uh, not to get into scientific studies and um, sleep issues because I'm not an expert at that at all, but I believe a high percentage of people have sleep issues because of the emotional stress they have attached to their business. And so if you can release that in your finances, you can release it in your productivity, uh, magical things happen, as well as having a good night's sleep. Uh, so at least in your six years of your productivity coaching practice, what entrepreneurial motivations have it changed for you? I think it's a little bit like what I already said was that at the beginning, even of my coaching practice, you know, 13 years ago, it was very much like, oh, I'll just be the coach. It'll always be me and it'll never be more than me kind of thing. Uh -huh. And in the past year, it's been about really scaling up and serving as many people as possible and, and knowing that that means leverage and bringing people on board to help me and doing all of those things. So it's been really fun to expand my view and expand the vision of where we're headed. Uh, and so it's it's shifting away from me being at the center all the time, which I, I like being at the center of it in terms of of helping people, but yeah. I don't need to be at the center of everything. Uh, and so to have the resources in place and the budget techniques in place through Doug's help to be able to hire people to help me with the stuff that other people can do. I want to just do the stuff that only I can do. Absolutely. Yeah. One of my key successes um, for my multiple business is embracing my strengths and hiring out my weaknesses. I do Absolutely. what I love to do and I'm great at doing and nothing else. Mm -hmm. um, again, so excited uh, for you, Elise. So uh, Doug, what is your most or one of your most, because I know you have a lot of them, memorable experiences as an entrepreneur? And I think one of the most unexpected things, especially as I've been at this for quite some time, was the personal connection. You know, I originally started to get business results. And just yesterday, I was working with a client. She said, I'm going to cry. And I said, are you okay? She goes, no, this is so great. I really appreciate your help. And I think for me anyway, at this stage of my life, you know, having a connection with people and really being able to serve them is what is the juice. I don't really care that much about numbers. I care about helping people and making a difference in their life. And this is just one pain point that I can help relieve. And isn't that great when you can come from a place of service, come from a place of contributing to your community and your life is good, it's taken care of. Sometimes it takes a while for people to be shifting away from what they need for themselves in their financial space to come from a place of contribution. But if you do come from a place of contribution, making a difference in people's lives, Absolutely. The monetization, the monetization. I'm having troubles with my words because I'm a little down uh, the weather today, but you will monetize <laughs> in return will just happen. So at least as I'm wrapping up the panel conversation, uh, what about you? Uh, a memorable experience as an entrepreneur? Well, I have to say the first one was really, it really was about numbers. <laughs> I really, as an entrepreneur, it was the first time it was probably 12 years ago when somebody just said, can I just hire you for the whole year? And I was like, uh, sure. <laughs> it was very exciting in that moment. And, but then to figure out how to handle an influx of funds that way, I think it took me years to figure out how to do that. I wish I would have known Doug way back when, but, but when I got beyond the excitement of that for myself, it was so cool to have the excitement for my client that they were willing to say, I'm really going to get after this for the next year. And it just was so thrilling to think about all the things we were going to get to do together. And, and I work with them, you know, 12 years later. So it's just, yeah. it's amazing. Oh, that's so great. And what a great uh, connection to what Doug does, because 
whether you're not making enough money or you're making more money than you think, you need to have somebody that can uh, coach and help you through that process and how to manage that. So a yes. uh, great lead in or great end to our panel conversation, I should say, and maybe lead in to our next segment, which is my individual conversation with Doug. So coming up next on the Money Hour, managing cash to be a profitable business owner, Doug Peterson, Peterson of Get Priority Straight LLC, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Bringing good vibes to the Puget Sound and the world. Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk 1150 AM. Now, back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM, KKNW, the Saturday, May 14th show. You can also listen to my podcast, Facebook premiere, or you can catch my show on my show YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on upcoming events, you can go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host and local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. I'm here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you are hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I'm here to answer any questions or to connect you with the two guests that I have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And in studio, Doug Peterson of Get Priority Straight LLC, managing cash to be a profitable business owner right here at 1150 AM KKNW. So Doug, it's been a a little while since I've uh, had you in studio, but I brought you in many times to help my listeners. Uh, One reason, because I, I, just think you're an amazing person. Uh, The other reason is I don't know anybody else that does what you do. You're not a financial advisor or financial planner. You're a money manager and really being able to help people maximize uh, their cash flow and what they're doing with their money. So Doug, you have focused on personal cash flow mastery. Why are you now working with businesses? Well, they go hand in hand, and these businesses are mostly uh, one to ten million. They're under ten employees. It's really the micro business that doesn't have people on staff to help them, and they're so intertwined with your personal finances. Uh, the first premise I start with is if you know how much you need, so you don't have any financial stress at home. Yeah, you can pay yourself a regular amount every month, whether you have a good month or bad month. You can do your business better, but imagine, and I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I sure have, when cash is short at work and cash is short at home. Oh yeah, I've been there. It's a squeeze. So I just wanted to take it in and I had so many, I was going to stay just on the personal side, but I had so many people that owned companies and I saw the same problem. And the chances are if your personal finances are a mess or if you're really not paying attention, which most people are, it's just being reactive. I just pay my bills. Yeah. They don't plan ahead and think about what do I want to spend before I spend it? Sure. It's the same thing in business. Yeah, absolutely. So isn't that something that your bookkeeper or an accountant is doing for you? And, and what are you, what are you finding? <clears throat> so both, both roles are great. Bookkeepers primarily function as record. Primary function is record keeping. Uh-huh. Which is great. You know, here's what I spent. Here's what I spent it on. Let's put it in categories. And the accountant primary job is to help you with your taxes. 
So they really don't need to understand how much you have to spend this month or what it's going to go out on. They just need to know what the data was looking back to do your taxes. So yeah. it's something they don't do and isn't usually offered by them. In fact, most bookkeepers say, I don't want to get into it. Most accountants say, I don't have time for it, or you just got my tax bill and you don't want to pay for it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, they're not, they're not coaching and giving you uh, the tools and resources and techniques that you are um, uh, from your angle, for sure. So how do you get started with a new business? I start with a, a business discovery process, and I review what their last year was. I work to understand what they want to do, and we help develop a plan so that we can then begin to go from real information what they've been doing and mm -hmm. set up a system so that they know mid-month where they are so they can make adjustments real time instead of waiting another 30 days till their books are closed to see what's happened. And it makes a huge difference. You know, there's a scarcity thing about uh, when you know how much you have left and it's dwindling, you make better choices and yeah. more efficient choices. But when we don't, we're guessing. Yeah. So I just make sure I get really clear on what they want to do and build a rolling 12 month cash flow projection and begin to show them what their trajectory is so they can make better decisions. There's a reason statistics show that if you budget, you have more money. So it doesn't matter. You can have somebody making the exact same money has the exact uh, um, amount of expenses, but the, the person that's budgeting is going to be able to have more cash flow. And really that's uh, what Doug is help, helping it to manage, keep you on track um, and give you ideas on how you can do a better job with that. So Doug, what are the results, uh, some of the results that you're getting for uh, clients? Because I know you're getting some amazing ones. Yeah, there's a lot of them. The most common comment I get is that I feel more in control mm -hmm. and have much more peace of mind. Yeah, <clears throat> Nothing's changed. They just feel a lot better because they know what's going on and they're not getting surprises. Um, I hear people saying we can make all our current obligations and our tax reserves and we have working capital that we never had before. And it's funny because people just spending on credit cards or spent buying stuff they spent, if they're paying it, the statement balance on time, it's stuff they bought 20 to 50 days ago. And I'm moving them to being on a cash basis. So they're caught up and that gives them flexibility. Uh, getting rid of commingling, increasing credit scores. Um, Sometimes people are move, moving funds from one LLC to another and they don't have the corporate bail anymore. Everything is at risk. Wow. Eliminating waste and helping them get credit for growth. Um, there's just a lot of different outcomes that come out of it. Yeah. Well, the, the two biggest emotional stress, I have both of you representing the show today, it's money and productivity in your business. And so if you can release that emotional stress by... Um, having it at the highest level, uh, what a great life that you're able to, uh, to live. So Doug, you help with more than just cash flow. Can you share uh, what else you're helping your clients with? You know, the, usually the, uh, <clears throat> the business owner is the leader and can be the biggest problem. Yeah. <laughs> so often, and this just comes from my coaching background, but I, I ask, you know, do you want feedback on how I can help you be more effective? And I always get yes as an answer. And I said, you know, your employees are going to duplicate half of your good habits yeah. and they're going to 
duplicate twice as many of your bad habits. So you need for them to be productive, and this fits totally into what Elise does, you need to show up on time, you need to have an agenda, you need to have clear information, you need to follow through on the things you have. So helping people get really clear on how they can be a better manager and how they can bring in efficiencies. Um, and then other just little things you notice from the outside. I had one, one client, six employees, every password was available to everybody for everybody's account. I mean, it was wow. just scary stuff that we need to put in place. And then just being able to rack, track real-time progress on projects from a financial standpoint. Yeah. Another outcome that uh, people don't really think of. And I did want to make a clarification too. The word budgeting is a, a projection of income and expenses and typically over 12 months. And what I like to tell people, and even though I intersperse the word budget, is we want to create a spending plan. So um, we know what we want to spend and how much we have left in cash. Yeah. What we're going to spend, not just what we think we're going to spend. And yeah. that, that's a real uh, paradigm shift between budgeting and record keeping. Yeah. Well, spending plans sounds a lot better too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound like a diet, does it? it sounds like No, it does not sound like a diet. Absolutely. Yummy I'm food that's everything. Good for you. you what was that? <laughs> yummy food that's good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Words are everything. If you can have a different dialogue with yourself, uh, that can make a difference in what your results are going to be. Um, uh, so thank you for that, Doug. So we talked uh, about your business size and you know, kind of what that is. Can you share a little bit more uh, on that? Yeah, so that's always a hard thing to, to measure because mm -hmm. you can be a very small business with a lot of revenue and a lot of profits and a lot of cash profitability. You can have a labor-intensive business that has a lot more people. You can have people that have high inventory costs, so you have a lot of revenue, but not very much profit. Uh -huh. So it's really uh, case by case, but the best way to think about it probably is, um, and again, it's I do both the business and the personal side, but when it's a business, usually somebody that's as little as 500,000 in revenue um, works well. I've worked with people that are lower in revenue, but anytime I work with anybody, and I do this in the very first uh, get acquainted meeting, I want to make sure that the value that I can bring the business can afford. Hmm. So I have people that are personal injury attorneys that are billing out 250,000 and don't have a lot of expenses. And they're a great yeah. client. So it's kind of a case by case. But what I don't want to get into is where somebody really does have the expertise on staff. Although I've been brought in to ask if it was going well. So um, that was kind of a long answer. But it's, it's small businesses, usually the micro business segment that's not, not served very well. Got it. So what is the, the most common problem that you're seeing? One that's really common for an awful lot of people is commingling funds. Mm -hmm. So that now their records aren't good. They've skewed what they need personally. They've skewed what they need professionally. That commingling also ties into the thing I mentioned earlier about having an LLC, which has to be a completely separate entity. Yeah. It has to have separate accounts. It's got to have separate funding. If you do move money back and forth, it's either a taxable event or you need to do a loan to another entity and you can create yourself a nightmare. And so then they take the same thing and they don't really think about it, but they're using credit cards and commingling those with personal and business expenses and creating more work. And so um, that's two mechanical problems. The very biggest problem 
is that they don't know how much money they've already committed each month and they're making financial decisions based on their checkbook balance. Wow. And yeah, so we got 20,000 in the bank, but it costs us $18,000 a month to operate. And I think JP Morgan did a study, it was JP Morgan, that 25% of small businesses can only last 24 days without cash. That is crazy. You know, run out of credit. Yeah, it is crazy. But it's it's just wow. like the, the statistic on retirement. The average American has $25,000 saved. Yeah. So why would it be any difference in, in business? Yep. Yeah. And, and we don't realize just how wonderful it is to have a longer runway. You know, you have a bad month. We all have them. You have a bad month and it just doesn't hurt at all. Yeah. And again, we're talking about, you know, I've, I look at the emotional stress uh, side of what, what can a, a product or service that's being offered release that emotional stress. And if you can re release the emotional stress and the cash flow of your business, uh, you're going to be a better leader, which means you're going to get better results out of your employees. Uh, you're going to have more space in your emotional space that you can make better decisions, do better for your business if you don't have that taking up that space. So um, really valuable in what you're doing for small businesses business owners, uh, Doug. So you take care of the business finances as we're wrapping up here in our last uh, minute. Can you talk about uh, what you're doing to help with their personal finances as a business owner? Yeah. So um, that's where we really get clear on what's a personal expense versus what's an expense the business is paying for. So you know really how much it costs you to live. The other thing is I run into, this fits your industry a tremendous amount. I've run into many clients now. I've got about six of them that have uh, just recently that have rental properties. And they're not separating them out as an LLC. So they're putting themselves at risk and they just don't even realize, you know, it's just running through it, just have a separate checking account. And it's super easy to do. So not only helping them take their business apart, but also a rental property and get things just really well organized so that they're in a much safer position risk-wise. Yeah. And it's easier to manage, easier to do taxes, easier for their bookkeeper, all that stuff. Everything's easier. Everything's easier. Everything's yeah. easy. Oh, love it. Well, Doug, thank you so much for coming uh, back into the show. Look forward to having you come back. Uh, wealth of information that you provide for my listeners. And I greatly appreciate you. Thanks. I appreciate you. And it's really great to be back. Thanks, Tina. You're welcome. Coming up next to the Money Hour, moving productivity beyond to-do lists. Elise. Enriquez of Elise Enriquez Productivity Coaching right here on 1150 AM KKNW. So, you know, entrepreneurs and high-income earners share a dilemma. No matter how much they grow their business and personal income streams, they suspect that their cash flow is out of control. And that's where Doug Peterson and Get Priorities Straight come to the rescue. As GPS's creator, Doug capitalizes on his personal experience of riding the highs and even the lows of ownership. He had lost control of his personal and business cash flow and unable to fund what he valued most. Having paid his dues, he knows how to eliminate wasted resources, reduce your overhead-driven stress, improve your business performance, and sustain the life you long to live. To be successful in this uncertain economy, you must prioritize to keep the main thing the main thing. That, of course, is the well-being of those who depend on you, your family. Go to schedulewithdoug.com to book a 25-minute confidential complimentary Get Acquainted meeting with Doug Peterson. You found us. Maybe you've been guided to listen. 
Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk 1150 AM. Now, back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. You are listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM, KKNW, the Saturday, May 14th show. You can also listen to my podcast, Facebook premiere, or you can catch my show on my show YouTube channel. In addition, for more upcoming events, you can go to tinamitchellevents.com. And I am Tina Mitchell, your host and your local mortgage expert. I bring into studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market on everything regarding your money. And now in studio, Elise Enriquez of Elise Enriquez Productivity Coaching, moving productivity beyond to-do list right here here on 1150 AM KKNW. Elise, welcome. Thank you. It's so good to be back. I know it's so good to be back. And as I shared at the beginning of the show, the last time that I had you in studio, we were actually in person in Hubbard. So yeah. uh, first time that I've had you back on my virtual show. And I know there's been a lot of uh, changes in your business. So excited for you to share with my listeners. Absolutely. Smooth as silk so far, you guys. Way to go on, on a great virtual show. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. I really pretty appreciate that. From a productivity coach, especially, that means a lot. <laughs> so, uh, Lisa, how did you come to focus on your coaching productivity? We talked a little bit about the, um, you know, your, the story behind it. Um, share a little bit more about that. Yeah, so there was my own story behind it in terms of of my divorce and figuring out like, okay, I got to get my stuff together, right? But what was happening at the same time is I had been working with clients for years on uncovering their purpose, their values, their vision, all of these higher level things. And I was encountering people that just could not see that level of their life at all. And I couldn't figure it out. And finally, I realized they are so overwhelmed by their day to day that they cannot lift their vision above tomorrow or even the next hour sometimes. Or I remember doing a presentation where I said something about, you know, you know, what does life look like three years from now? And they were like, um, how about three days from now? Yeah. And I just kept kind of hearing that. that. I was just like, okay, wait, what's going on here? And realize that we can't get people being their best when they're so bogged down by their day to day. Yeah, again, it's, it's removing that emotional space so you have the space for something else other than a stress attached to the fact that you're not running the highest productivity or the highest efficiency in your business model. It really is a beautiful thing. And uh, what you do is help people with their productivity, but the real why behind it is so that they can actually have a better quality of life, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the whole point. What's what's the point of freeing up time if you're just going to work more? <laughs> exactly. That's no fun. Yeah. <laughs> So Elise, what would you say to people who say productivity is about getting things done? Would that be your definition? It used to be. I, huh? Do you know what? It used to be my tagline. My tagline for my business used to, it used to say, get things done. Oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was, it uh -huh. totally was. And, and it's because it's satisfying to check things off a list, right? Mm -hmm. I don't like some personalities like doing that more than others, but I love checking things off a list. But what I realized is that we can really numb ourselves being busy and, and that's it. We can be doing a lot of busy work and not moving forward the things that actually matter most to us. And so to me, productivity and the way I train it is that productivity is about moving forward what matters most while still remaining present to the people, experiences, and opportunities around you. And so when you can free up that space in your life, 
and have a place to kind of hold everything so that when I'm with you, I can just be with you, Tina. Like my brain and my body are in the same place right now. Instead of thinking of all the things I should be doing at home and all the things I should be doing at work. No, I've got something that's holding all of that so I can actually be present. And that when an opportunity arises, I can say, do I have the resources and ability to do that? You were just talking about with Doug Peterson and the last segment about really having a spending plan for your money. What I help people do is having that is to have that spending plan for their time to say, this is the time you have. How about you be more intentional about using it? So to me, that's what productivity is really about. Yeah, that is great. So you can, you can capture the greatness. You can release it and know it's in a safe place so that you can get on with this moment right now and this mm-hmm. second embracing it. Uh, that's beautiful. So how do people know that they need help with their productivity? Well, you know, one of the clues is something I already mentioned, which is that inability to see further than tomorrow yeah. or next week, or maybe even the end of the month when your vision gets way cloudy and you're feeling this kind of stress and overwhelm, that's a big sign. But it's especially not being able to see that big picture view for yourself is is a big sign. But the other is where you're just, you're getting to the end of your day feeling bad about what didn't get done, right? It's just like, oh, I can never get everything done. And it's just this constant stress and worry about the things that didn't get done. And I think that when you're doing productivity well, or at least the way I like to do it, how to help people do it, is that you feel good at the end of the day, just as good about what got done as what didn't get done. Uh, I think that's critically important. And if you don't feel that way, then it's time to take a look at what's going on with productivity and how to improve it for yourself. Well, wouldn't you agree to, uh, Elise, if you have no product productivity skills, they need you. If you have some productivity skills, you can level up. And yeah. if they feel that they've mastered at product- productivity skills, there's always room to take it to an even higher level, right? So absolutely. And, and that's, what's really excited about coaching. And, and we look at the best of the best in, in anything uh, that they're doing, the best of the best have coach coaches yes. because it yes. helps them to level up. So if you're listening to the show and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't even think of the word productivity. You need at least. And if you feel <laughs> that you've got control and you may not need her, you do because she can help you level it up and um, uh, take it to that next level. And if you feel that you've mastered it, you're never a master at anything. So having somebody external outside of your business that can look in, because you already have it at a level that you've got that emotional space to bring in more that Elise can help you take it to an even higher level. And and let me uh, just say that that applies to me too, right? So even though I consider myself masterful in productivity, I'm constantly learning and experimenting and improving as well. So it just happens to be like, I'm a dork for this stuff. So I'm never going to be done growing here. And so if you're a fellow dork, yeah, definitely come join me. We'll dork out together. (laughs) I love that. Let's go dork out together. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Oh my gosh. So at least I've heard you uh, talk about bonus brain brain before. So uh, what the heck is that? (laughs) You, you described it really well earlier, actually. You said it's nice to have that place where you can capture that brilliance, capture that opportunity, capture that idea and know that it's safe and come back 
to the present again, because this is all we get is this moment that I have with you right now is my only real existence right now, right in this moment. Yeah. Um, you know, you guys will listen to it later in a recording possibly, but right now this is all Tina and I have. And that'll right? be their moment and they want to make sure they're maximizing it, right? Exactly. Yeah. We want you to be listening to what we're saying. So everybody driving, come back to us right now and listen, yeah. instead of thinking about all the stuff you're not getting done. So when you have a bonus brain, what it can do is hold anything that needs to be remembered, right? Anything that needs to be referenced so that you can let it go. I always joke around that our brains are the worst storage and reminder devices out there. And all you have to do, there's two things to for me to prove this to you. One is you probably have a calendar. Calendar is probably the most common productivity device out there, whether or not people use it well is a whole different thing, but yeah. it's the probably one of the most common productivity tools out there and they've been around for ever, forever and ever, beginning of time practically, uh, human time pra practically. So there's that proof, but the other proof is go to the store and remember that you need bread. That's not when your brain tells you you need bread. Your brain tells you you need bread when you're driving home from the store, right? <laughs> so your brain is the least reliable reminder device. And so having what I call the bonus brain, and that's you know a combination of a task list, a calendar, a reference system, and gathering points, having those in place frees up your brain to be present, creative, strategic, and just more calm and in control. Yeah. Another example, uh, too, I'm a big camper. Just think if you were to go camping, and you didn't have a checklist. I mean, who does that? You know, who would right? go camping and not check things off of their list, but they do their business without having that checklist, which mm -hmm. so again, um, you know, being able to bring that in to have that aha moment on the importance of having what uh, at least talks about your bonus brain. So Alicia, you talk a lot about simple systems. What, what do you mean by that? What simple systems? Yeah, I can, you know, I talk a lot about systems and when people hear systems, I worry that they, well, I know because people tell me this, they think of these really complex things, right? They think of big CRMs or they think of big process flows or they think of all these things. And to me, a regular meeting is a simple system right? Doug Peterson actually talks about this, your guest in the last segment. Doug is brilliant about this. He got my wife and I doing a family meeting every single week. It has changed everything for us to just have a weekly meeting, just her and I together, where throughout the week, we're tossing stuff into our bonus brain that we want to talk about on Friday. It minimizes our interruptions throughout the day. We both work from home, right? What? It minimizes our interruptions throughout the day. It allows us to not lose track of things. And we just have this regular meeting. That is such a simple system to have in place. A checklist is a simple system. Yes. A spreadsheet is a simple system. Things do not have to be complex in order to be systems or in order to be effective. I always say, start with what you got. Yeah. And wouldn't you agree? It's, it's not just the, it, the simple systems, it's creating a different habit, a habit to doing something differently. And that's what uh, you as a productivity coach can do is help guide them through the process. Same thing with Doug um, is helping you with your cash flow. It's having something that can advise, keep you accountable, give you the yeah. best and the easiest way to get there, but to really help you create a better habit that's going to serve you at a much higher level. And the visibility. So that's one of the biggest uh, yeah. things that both Doug and I do for our clients. Doug gives visibility to the resource of money. I give visibility to the resource of time. But to be able to to make sure that you have visibility to that resource, and then like you said, have the habit of reviewing that on a regular basis brings peace and calm and is really empowering. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. So let's talk about technology, because uh, obviously mm-hmm. technology has a factor and fits into productivity. Um, uh, what do you say on how technology comes in? <laughs> I had a client uh, a couple months ago say, Elise, you have an app for everything. <laughs> and I am like, truly like, there's an app for that person, um, kind of person. And there are lots of apps, there are lots of tools out there. Uh, as I said earlier, I really am a big fan of starting with what you have. So if you go and invest thousands of dollars in a CRM and you've never thought about, so a client relationship or customer relationship management system, if you have never thought about what you want your client experience to be or what you want your experience to be in serving your clients, you have no right to be investing thousands of dollars or even hundreds of dollars or even $99 a month in some sort of big system. The best thing you can do when it comes to technology is to get really clear, established models and standards in place for what you want your clients to experience in their work with you and what you want to experience in serving them. And then look for the tools to support you in making that happen. And again, start with what you have. If that needs to be a spreadsheet, if that needs to be simple checklists, that's fine. And you push those until they either break because you need more, you need them to do more or because you've scaled so much that you have so many clients that you can't do that anymore. That's when you go invest in the technology, but get your processes down first, get your standards in terms of service for yourself and your clients down first before you invest in technology. Yeah, great advice. Uh, Work small, work with what you have, work small and build up as your need and as the space that you have to take it to that next level. Uh, So Elise, how do you uh, keep it up once you get your systems together? How do you keep them all together? Yeah, it is the habit part. This is the part that takes the longest. And you were talking about that with your programs too, of it's one thing to teach everybody what to do. It's another thing to support them in keeping it up. And so being able to have something in place to support people and continuing their productivity path is really important. So while I have a program to teach people productivity, it's a six week program, I have a whole ongoing program where they can continue that work, where we get together on a regular basis and we can make sure their bonus brains are tuned up and working well for them because that's the part that matters. The the weekly meeting that Doug has us do, right? That's the stuff that matters. You get it set up that's not as hard. It's keeping it going that matters the most. And so that's what's critical is it's, is to maintain your system, to stay engaged with it in order to let it support you. Because otherwise, what's the point? You can put everything in a bonus brain, but if you never look at it, why did you build it? Yeah, there you go. Uh, good, great, uh, a great shout out there. So as I'm wrapping up my time with you, at least in our last minute, you consider yourself as a system dork. Love that. <laughs> yes. uh, but who do you get help from when you need it? Yeah, there's, I mean, whether it is other systems people, like I'm a big fan of podcasts, audiobooks, other books out there. I have a therapist, I have a coach, I have mentors, I belong to communities. But one of the biggest things that's helpful to me is being around other people who are doing what I'm doing, being around other, not only having the mentorship, but also having a community to be a part of other people who are in it and doing it as well. And that's what been one of the biggest things to support me. So what I encourage people to do is make sure that whatever it is you're trying to do, don't only find the coach and mentor that's done that before, but also find the community that you can belong to that's going to carry you through. Uh, Because it's just as helpful to have those peers around you that are trying everything out and giving you ideas too. It's, It's really fun and it's very empowering. And on those hard days, it's really supportive. 
Yeah. Well, great advice. Uh, Lise, thank you so much again for uh, coming back in studio, virtual studio, studio yeah. this time and sharing your expertise with my listeners. I really appreciate it. So glad to be here. Thanks so much. And uh, thank you to uh, Doug again uh, for being here. It's just great to have both of you uh, sharing. Look forward to having both of you back in the show on a future show. So please call the show at one 855 or go online to themoneyhour.com to connect with either uh, Doug or Elise. And Tina Mitchell, your host, your local mortgage expert. I got to sign up for sign off for the day, but enjoy the rest of your Saturday. I look forward to talking more money with you next weekend right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited.